the eleventh kina, the koinim al yeshiyahu, is really the basis of a very important halacha that unfortunately has been applied many times through history. The question came up a few years ago, but there was another tsara that took place, Tishabav, the tsara of the Kehilas, the Churban of the Kehilas, the Bat Medrashas, the Bat Eknesias, the beautiful Jewish homes of the Yeshuvim in Gush Katif and Son Shamron. And the question came up in Halacha about whether or not there should be a day set aside there were those who felt that a day should be made, a special day to remember, to daven, to cry over that sorrow <clears throat> this kina yud alef yikainen yimyohu ayayishiyohu is really beginning, really begins the Pesach in Divya Yomim Divya Yomim Be'ez Perek Laman Hay which is the next to last Perek in all of Tanakh where there it says V'yikainen yimiyohu al yeshiyohu V'yoyimu kol hasharim v'hasharais B'kinay sehem Yimiyohu lamented Yeshiyohu was a great great tzaddik Next to David Amalek, Yeshio is the biggest tzaddik from Alchabes David. So we coined in Yemio Yeshio that Yemio was lamenting, was crying over over Yeshiyahu. And the Yemukala Sharm Bahasharis and all of the singers, the men and the women singers, the Kinaisayim, they spoke of him, they cried about him in their kinas. Al Yeshio Ad Hayyim to this day. Vayitnum Lachaik Al Yisrael. Vayitnum Lachaik Al Yisrael, and this was made into a chaik, into a, a law, a chaik for the Jewish people. So what's the halachi here? <coughs> so Rashi Rashi says over there, Vayitnum Lachaik. That what? Kshem nizdam elahem shum tsar ubechia, shem ekarinim ubeichim alamayra. Rashi says that this was made into a chayk, into a law, that when it would come in the future, any tsar, ubechia, any calamity, any tsar, any tsar, to cry over, shem ekarinim ubeichim alamayra, that there's a need to cry over that. Tragedy over that event. Hey, maskirim zehat tsar imay. It's always to be said together with and in the context of this tsar of yikainin yimyo al yeshio. That's what Rashi says. In other words, it's always to be said in the mizgeres of kinas. Hey, maskirim zehat tsar imay. That's what it means. Vayom kalasharim ba'asharos b'kinei seyem al yeshio ad hayom 
V'yitnum l'choyk al Yisrael. That's what Rashi explains. Muslim Chazal. And Rashi writes, Dugma b'tishabov. For instance, on Tishabov, Shemazkirim kinais ala harugim b'gzeris shi'iru b'yameinu. That the kinas Rashi says on Tishabov contain kinas over the tragedies that have befallen us in our times. We're going to be we're going to be saying those kinas soon. The Crusades, the Hamaisa that happened to the Kahilas of Germany and France. Kain Yivku al Yom Mois Yeshio. That the kinas as they unfortunately come up during the years will always be said together with the kina of Yeshiyahu from here Rav Moshe in the fourth chilek of Yerdeya and, and this cousin of Yosheb and other tzaddikim from our generation Paskin that we are not to make it another Tanis, we are not to establish another day of fasting and of kinas, but rather whatever kinas are to be said over the future tragedies, Lo'aleinu, they will be said on Tishabov in the context of Churban Beis Amikdash and the context of a Yekoinen Yemiyo Al Yeshiyo, together with these kinas. So last year we were talking about the Churban of, of Gush Katif. That's what we spoke about last year. How our Nachla, how our land, our homes have become a place for our enemies. <clears throat> this year I wanted to focus on another Nakuda regarding that Khurban and something that that we've seen not only now, it's happened in the past but something that's been happening in and we're learning from these Sadiqim from what Rashi is telling us that we have to try to understand everything that we're going through through the eyes of the Makainain, through the eyes of Kinas, of Tishabov. The sorrow that I'm referring to and that was revealed in a very, very painful way in Gush Katif, but again has been in the past and in different ways is taking place with the Jews hurting other Jews. Amos, <clears throat> not all of the people who were there, who were carrying out the Gzaira, not all of them were Jews, Kiyadua. Many were taken, Davke, who were not Jews, who were more than happy to participate. But to people behind the Xaira and many of the people involved in the Xaira certainly were 
certainly were Jews. These things that are happening in Israel, the Muhammad's, the wars recently that came out very, very ugly in Yonim that have to do with Ashkenazim and Svadim that I spoke about Shabbos, <coughs> a few Shabbos ago that's been really simmering for so many years the Yidin made exaggerate that other Jews go sit in jail fathers and mothers that we've heard even though these there are demented, these are demented people demented people but there have been people in Gilo this past year or two years ago I don't remember Jews tearing down the Erev week after week, tearing down, ruining the Erev, and then getting into fights. There have been Jews, Lo Aleinu, who call themselves skinheads, who have vandalized shuls and yeshivas. Again, demented people. This is not Khalil, those things are not, there's no Mahalach. And it's not something that has taken place, God forbid. And everybody in cell when they hear these things, are sickened by them. And every Jew in the world is sickened. But Jews hurting Jews. Which I think to the last moment, the Yidin in Gush Katif and the Yeshuvim were sitting there to the last moment. They couldn't believe that in the end such a thing would happen. Yeah, our homes have become have become the the dwelling places of the of wild beasts of animals. But but those decisions were made. Those decisions were made by Jews. Again, Hashem's Bach should forgive them why those decisions were made and how they were made that's not our Indian but a Jew hurting another Jew ruining the, ruining the lives of Jews and in different ways we see this B'chol is Pizureina it's a very very deep Indian we need to understand a little bit to talk about it Mamish for a few minutes the Navi Yeshaya in Tarek Test, the Navi Yeshaya is speaking for us and what we're worried about in Golis and we know the Pasik it's one of the Haftar's the time it sees as a vani Hashem, for Hashem shechani. The tzion says as a vani Hashem. And remember, Rabbi says I said last night. Each one of us must try during kinnis to to focus, not to focus also each one in his own life, and to understand that. In the misgeres of his own life. So the time in Azavani Hashem. Siyahun says, Yushalayim, the Jewish people, 
Each one of us in a certain way feels Azavani Hashem, that Hashem has abandoned me. Hashem Shechichoni and Hashem has forgotten me. So Navi says in the name of Hashem, Can a woman forget her nursing child, the child that she's, that she's nursing? Not to have compassion on the child of her womb. Even if the, such a thing could happen, even if such a thing could happen, that a woman who's nursing could forget her child, that a mother could forget the baby of her womb, Hashem says, Even if, if such a thing could happen, Hashem says, I will never forget you. So listen, we have a tire from the Rebbe Bionis Naibishitz, The Gemara says, and Avzayin and Brochus, the Gemara brings the Posik and Tilim. David says a strange thing. We love all of David Melech's songs, but this is a very strange song. Mizmullah David, Bevarachim, and they have Shalom Benai. Mizmullah David, the song of David, Bevarachim, and they have Shalom Benai. When he was running away, when he was escaping for his life, from his son Avshalom who was leading an army to kill his father. So the Gemara there, of course, asks, Mizm David, Song of David, Kina L'David Nibayilei. Your child is, your child is, is trying to kill you. Mizm David, Kina L'David Nibayilei. It should be a Kina L'David. So you know the Gemara's answer. Kevin Shishama David Shomali Hanavi. David Melech remembered what the Navi told him. He remembered. The Navi told him, I'm going to raise up an evil from within your own home. David Melech remembered that he was told. There's going to be evil that's going to rise up in your own home. So David said, Maybe it'll be somebody that's working for me, meaning for my pals. A slave, a mamzer. So all of the years this was cooking in David Hamalah's head. He knew that the time was going to come where that was going to be Mekuyim. Hidden he make him Allah there was going to rise up evil from within his own home. Somebody was going to rise up against him. And he was worried all of the years that it was going to be one of the workers. Somebody who was in the palace. Kevin Sharash Abnai I made a love. When he saw that in the end, irony of ironies. In the end, it wasn't an Evid, it wasn't a Mamzer, but it was his own son. Kevin Shirosh, Samach. He rejoiced. Not because he had Nachis. Samach, Shomar, Stambra, Mirachem, Allah, Abba. 
he had nachas, he had simcha. Why? Not because of the horrible mitzvahs, but because he he expected that that even though this is so terrible, but stam bron rachem that stam a son will have rachmanis on a father. And every day, Mamza, but have no Rahmanis. But have no Rahmanis at all. <coughs> I was just I was just reading and I was talking to a, a chavar of mine in the mountains, there's an old chavar of mine whose father, Tolgazunzain, was together with the Belsky brothers. You heard of the Belsky brothers? His father was there in that amazing village that that those Gibarim built in the in the forest. And we were talking and, I, and uh, he wrote he wrote now as a Khrainas his father had unbelievable things. So one of the things there was how when how when the Germans were coming Belskis didn't live in a town, they lived outside they had a farm. I don't even remember the name of some place in, in Lutha, some outside some tiny little shtetl that had a farm. And it was a pretty uh, successful place. And the father was a big elachid. The father gave gave a panasa to Goyim. And he had one family there. The Belskis took care of this family. They let their father and their grandfather stay there, all these Goyim. And they fed them and they took care of them, not just took care of them, that when they needed medicine, that when they needed doctors and everything, they mamish took care of them like family. And how, and how the and how the brothers when they were they saw that when the Germans came, so this Evid, this servant from the Belsky home, how he was pointing where the everything was with to tell the Germans and where the Belskis were hiding and that he, and that he was laughing at them and like this and, and the Belskis were taking care of these people, Doris of Goyen. An Evid, a Mamza, an Evid who's a Mamza. So David Malach was relieved that when he saw the fulfillment of what the Navi had said, that there's going to be, he didn't make him a Hashem. It's only Avshalom, Bini Avshalom. It's my son. Stam Bra Merachim Alab. A child will have Rachmanis on his own flesh and blood, love Rachmanis. So everybody asks, what kind of Rachmanis did Avshalom have on Isaac? The Rachmanis he had on his father. From what we from what we see in Navi, the kid David Amalek had unbelievable Rachmanis, and even when Avshalom was killed, Avshalom b'ni, Avshalom, Avshalom b'ni. What Rachmanis did the son have on his father? When we learn Navi, we don't see any Rachmanis at all. Other Abba. He was mamish pursuing him to the death. There wasn't one word of Rachmanis that came from his mouth. There wasn't any indication that if you get my father to bring him to me, nothing at all. The orders were shoot. Uh, shoot to kill. Shoot to kill. The order, the order was finished. They finished him off. So, so the Rebbe Yannis Naibish says, I'm talking about this. What kind of Rachmanis? Stam Stam. A son, Stam Brom Rachim Alaba. So listen, the Rebbe Yannison says a very big klal. 
and it is, it's going to hurt. And he says a clown. He says there are two types of peronias. This will help us understand a lot of the keenness. He says there are two types of, of peronias, two types of, uh, of tsaras, peronias. The first, he says, is Bahashgach. The first has the Bari'olam's signature written all over it. It's Bahashgach. It's clear, unmistakable. It has Hashem's box writing all over it. The second, the Rebbe Anderson says, is Peronius that takes place in a way of Siluk HaHashgach. Without seeing Hashem's signature, in a way that appears to us to be, seems, and it is, that there's a Siluk of Hashgach, that Kivyochel Hashem, pulls back and lets the chips fall, so to speak, where they may. And he explains that when a Kodesh Baruch when Hashem Baruch loves, loves this person or this town of Yidin, whatever it might be, and this person sins Chulila against the Bari Aylam, then the Rabbanishim leans over from the higher world and he goes into that person's life and he performs a very specific surgery and operation with very specific hashgacha, protis, protis, mamish and with this surgery, Hashem's Baruch is performing the surgery, he's crying while he's performing the surgery and this is to clean away, to cut away whatever, whatever doesn't belong any growth that has developed over time in that person's life to humble the person, to break the person. But it's a surgery that takes place. Kivyachal with his hand crying over the person. Because the Bani Shalom loves that person so much and this, this growth is separating between the Bani Shalom and this person. And therefore, Kaddish Baruch Hu operates to remove this tumor that has developed in this person's life. That is a peronius, the Rebbe Anderson says, Bahashgacha. But then there's a different kind of a peronius. There's a different type of a tzara. The Tzara of the Rabbi Yannison says, That's when Kosh Baruch Hu is master upon of Yisbarach. When Hashem Yisbarach turns away from somebody or from us, He turns away. And in that case, He leaves the person in the hands of Teva, of the world. And here the Rabbi Yonis Naibishit says, this is not a surgery or an operation that cleanses, that purifies, that seeks out the tumor's growth and removes that. It's a silik hashgacha, silik And the Malach this is given vishus la'alaynu.
So then the Rebbe Yonason asks, and how do we know? How does a person know when he's going through Yisurim Lo'aleinu suffering? Or as a people, how does one know whether or not the Yisurim, the Tzaras that are coming upon him are the type that are Hashgach Pratis, the cleansing, purifying, surgical Tzaras? Like the Bedishva I've mentioned many times over the years, and Lo'aleinu by many Shivas I've had to say this, but the Rebbe of Levi Yitzhak Badishavah, once by the night of the Seder, when it was time, all the children and grandchildren asked the four kashas, and of course the custom is at the end, the one who was leading the Seder asks the kashas. And everybody already finished, and it was time for the Rebbe of Levi Yitzhak Badishavah to ask himself the kashas. And he was quiet, he didn't say anything. And his head was down for a long time, and nobody understood and finally, the Badishva lifted his head up and he said, He said, you think I have four kashas? Four kashas, that's all. And you think my kashas are about Chametz and Matzah and about Mara? And Yashim and Asubin? He says, I have bigger kashas. And I have more than four. I have four hundred. I have four thousand kashas. We could begin with why is it that that beautiful Jew down the block died and left an almana with seven children. That's a kasha. It's a harder kasha. It's a bigger kasha than Chametz Amatza. <coughs> the Badishva could speak in such a way. And he started to go over different things that were happening in town. And he said, these are, these are just a few of my kashas. And already I have much more than four kashas. And everybody was sitting there in shock. And, uh, and the Bidditchev was crying. And he said, and he said, but Rabbi Yishlam, you know something? I don't need any answers for any of my caches. I'm just asking you for one thing. I'm asking you to help me believe and to help me feel in the deepest part of myself that every single thing that we're going through is Lamancha, is for your sake. And that every single thing somehow brings us closer to you. That's all. And if I believe that, then I don't have four kashas, I don't have any kashas. So the Rebbe Bionis Naibish is asking this. How does one know? It's a big question. How does one know whether or not that sorrow, that Peronius, the Yisurim, are in the way of cleansing, of purifying, of kapara, of kirva, of closeness, of ahava, of chavivus. Hashgacha? Or is the second type of anochi hastir hastir? Of the bari olam turning his face away almost in disgust. Leaving a person or a community or our people over Khalila to the world. The world's a rough place. How do we know that? So the Rebbe Yannison says something, a cloud. He says that if if you see that the Yasurim 
that the suffering is Bader Hatava, meaning it fits very comfortably into statistical predictability. It's a part of the world, things that are very, very common and so on. So then the Rabbi Anderson says, it's a simon ra of silik and aziva biyat hatava. It's not a good simon. It's regular stuff. It's not a good simon. You don't have time to go into this by because it's obviously a beginning. It's not a good simon. Aval, however, if the assume, if the suffering is the hatebach midarech Is bizarre, strange. But as they say now, but every little thing out of control. But mamish out of control. That I've mentioned in the past, and I heard myself this once asked in a hospital in Manhattan, where a nice person, a nurse, didn't mean it in a bad way, but she said, "What's going on with your with your people?" So that uh, she sees every day different people that it seemed that on that floor that everybody was an Orthodox Jew. So of course it's because everybody's calling the same person who recommends the same doctor, right? And that's how we operate. But there's something that's not the so the Rebbe Yonison says that when you see something that's so strange, that it's the Hepach Midar Hatava, then he says it's a Simon Muvhak of Hashgacha Protest. That's a Simon Muvhak, a clear sign of it being that type of Hashgacha, of the surgical removal of Ra, that cleans, that purifies, that is coming from love, that is Hashem crying, removing a tumor. So that's how the Rabbi Anderson explains. David Malach was afraid. That what? That who's going to rise up? It says Hashem is going to raise a raw mitayib beisachah from his house. So David Malach was worried that it was going to be something that was going to be in his house, but it was going to be b'der hatava. B'der hatava, an eved amamzer, b'der hatava, does not like his balabas. B'derech HaTava B'derech HaTava, God doesn't like a Jew B'derech HaTava Within that, there is a hatred that's not B'derech HaTava But Stam HaGoy, Stam Eser, Vesonius Yaakov That's a cloud Nobody here is shocked or surprised But David Melech was worried Said what? That since it's the derech, it's the way of Avodim, of Mamzerim, to rebel against the Balabas, against the father, against the, against the king, that's normal. So he was worried that he was, going to, he was, that he was going to be such a person that was going to be left to the world, that was going to be left up to Teva. That was going to be Khalila a person that was part of the Silakashkina, a Silakashgotha, of Hashem is Baruch turning away. Kevin Sharah, since he saw that it's his own son, Absholom, his own son, Mizmullah David, Samach. Because this is a tragedy 
that is so strange, that so the heipachateva, kistam bro mirachem al abba, stam bro mirachem al abba. But I had, not long ago I had, that a father told me that he, that he was afraid to leave sharp things around the house. He believed that if his son could, his son would kill him. A father told this to me. That he believed that his son hates him so much that he's nervous, he's afraid to be alone in the house with his son. That his son doesn't live at home, but sometimes he stays at home and he comes with whatever a little bit in a rage and in anger. And he said that him and his wife, him more than his wife, there's a pacha to be in the home with his own child. With the child who they, that they were sitting with in the hospital, the mother was nursing, that they were quelling over. Who read Mafti, read the Haftarah by his bar mitzvah, and everybody's crying. Stam bro mirachem alabu. Stam a brother has rachmonis on a brother. And here Avsholem is making some thing, a rebellion with an army. So of course it's terrible that a child should rise up against a father. There can't be anything more horrible than that. But the great Rabbi Anderson says that David Amalek sang Mizmila David while he was crying, while he was broken hearted, and while he's running for his life, he sang Mizmila David, the Baruch of Nehav Shalom Benai, Hashem my Rabbud Sarai Rabbim Kamalai. But at least the one who has come alive, the one who is rising up against me, is my own son. And because of that, it's so strange, because Stam, Stam, Bramirachim al and what? And my son has no Rachmanus on me. That's the Pshat in the Gemara. Stam, Bramirachim al And Stam, Bramirachim should have Rachmanus on the Father. And if this is happening, and what did I do for him? What did I do for him? I didn't love him, I didn't take care of him. You don't think Dona sang lullabies with him? You don't think Dona was smothering him with kisses? We all the Dovah Melch used to spoil his children. And we see that nowadays, what's going on. That often it seems the more you spoil the child, the more you love the child, the more the child rises up against you. So the Gemara is saying, Stam, Dovah Melch is saying, Stam, bro, Rachim al not that he's going to have Rachmanis not to hurt me. Don't know saw that he's trying to kill me. But my Father in Heaven loves me. Because this is so strange. This is so the hepech of Derech This is so bizarre. That the only way to understand this is that the Baruch Shalom is crying together with me and leaning over and performing this surgery somehow to, to do this and is cleaning me and lifting me up and making me better and making me closer. He hasn't left me over to an evidence or mamza, which are things that happen in the world. So now listen how he says the Taich. Listen carefully. Satsian says, Yushalayim, the Jewish people, say Azavani Hashem. Meaning that Hashem has disappeared from our lives. 
He's gone. He's left. He's turned away from us. He's left us over to the world. He's left us over to Teva. A horrible hest upon him. Hashem has forgotten me. Not that he forgets. Hashem uh, ignores me. He's finished with me. That's what we were afraid of. And Hashem Baruch tells Tzion, you're making a big mistake. The sorrows that you're going through and you're going to see, the whole world does understand. That's why they've used it against us. You see, you see that because we killed them, because we killed their God, you see how God hates the Jews. Look what, look what the Jews go through. That's what all of our enemies use against us. So the Baruch Hashem tells Tzion, you're making a mistake. All the sorrows, all the Yisurim, are taking place with the hashgacha of a mother and her baby. Hasishkach isha ulam rachem ben bitna. The Rebbe B'Anderson says, Is it b'derech teva that a mother shouldn't have rachmanis on a child? Don't you see we say in the, in the, the Navi says, and we say in Kinnis, Yidei noshem rachmanis, that the merciful hands of mothers, that mothers were cooking the flesh of their own, ba- they were cooking their babies, they had nothing to eat, they were cooking their own dead babies. Do we have to go through story after story after story from the Holocaust and the Shoah of what it was there, the, the whole thing from the from before until this day? This all not b'dachatava. Don't you and I, even this recent sorrow that happened, <coughs> Baruch Hashem, no Jews were killed, but the recent sorrow that happened, that, that sick thing with the boat, what's it called, that the flotilla? You know what I'm talking about. That might happen outside of us, and well. This is also tsar. Why is it tsar? Because the whole world, the whole world is screaming and yelling and making crazy, crazy this. And, and all of us are sitting back and we look at that and they say, how could that be? Any intelligent person, we, any intelligent person, we know, we know the truth. Everybody knows what the facts are. How could that be? How could it be that the world is saying such a strange thing? Doesn't everybody know who these people are? And with the pictures, and with this, and with all the proofs, and all the evidence, stum, the world thinks the opposite, the hypoch. And this is time after time after time. I read, there was an interview in the Hamadir with a Jewish, or Mishpah Hamadir, with a Jewish woman who works with the, some pacifist active, you know, these, these people. And she works with this chavr. And she was saying, she said, a Jewish woman with her, her name is Zered. And the last name is very Jewish last name. And she was saying, they were asking if it's, it's uh, what's it called, amnesty something? The... Yeah, so she works with that. So she was, they were asking her, they were interviewing her about, what do you do, what do you do if the, if the enemy has, if the enemy has, an, a, 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 they put themselves like the, like the Palestinians always do, you put yourself, they put themselves in a building, the Hamas, right? They put themselves in a building with, with women and children and everything, and Zikainim, Zikainis, they put themselves over there, and they're, and they're firing weapons and shooting and bombs and everything in that place. Are you allowed to, what should the Israelis do? She said, you can't do anything. She said, you can't do that. You can't do that. I'm not, the shyness that she used was so strange. So, he, so the interviewer said, you mean we have to just, that's, in, in a time of war, she said, even in a war, that's not how you fight a war, by hurting innocent people. 
so you read these things, all of us read these things, we hear about these things, we read these things, and you sit there, and then usually you look at the person who's next to you, usually the carbon is my wife. And then I go, like, the half hour thing, like a kina. I said, I don't understand. How could that be? I'm listening to this with Seichel right? And you know that they wouldn't say that about anything else in the world. The Americans, when they have these, they have these, what's it called, they send drones. Drones, they, drones, they send these things and they, and they pick out to get these specific people. So, whoops, there were 59 people, sorry. Right? Whoops. And even though, the, even though they hate Americans, they make a little bit, some people make a little bit of a tumult, but the world doesn't say anything. But who cares? But they don't care. The world cares that 59, that 59 of those people were killed. The world doesn't care. But when, but when Jews send one of those things and they get a guy that's been carrying out terrorist attacks for his whole life, him with his, with his children, and somebody gets killed, so then they're already, it's already, the United Nations is already a beginning. It's all so not the Dechatel. So that's what the Navi says. He says, it's not that a mother should forget her child. His mother is on the children. It's the Hepach HaTeva. And that's why Hashem says, I want you to know, it's not because I've forgotten you. What you're going through, what the Jewish people are going through, it's not Shikha. It's not, it's not Shikha, it's Hashgacha. And therefore, we come back to what we said at the beginning, that if we see in our times these kind of sorrows, where there are, where there are Jews who are putting other Jews into jail, there were Jews, I think, maybe I'm wrong, they were on the flotilla. I think there was a Jew or two that was on the boat. Huh? A Holocaust survivor. No. That was on the boat with, with these people. And there are Jews all the time that are marching. What about these crazies, Mishagoyim, these sick people that go with Langabur and Payas and they go standing over their mar- they, they, they go with the Palestinians and so on. That a Jew should burn down his shul. That Jews shouldn't stand up for other Jews. That Jews should drive Jews out from their homes and make a pogrom in Gush Katif. So that's Vayitnum Lachaik Al Yisrael. It's a chaik. What's the meaning of a chaik? This the Rabbi Avraham doesn't talk about, but now we understand. Vayikainim Yemiyoa Yeshiyah, and that all of the kinas come from this pasuk in Divrei Yom. Vayitnum Lachaik Al Yisrael. That you and I have kinas, we're saying kinas after all of these years, and the kinas of all the things that have happened in history, they're put into these kinas. Because we look back at these things and we say, It's so strange. It's so strange that that these tzaddikim are dragged out like, like animals and tortured to death. It's so strange. That's all the keenness. That's why I said, we have to understand the whole keenness are pointing out all of the keenness are showing how everything is strange. It's sick. Look at all of the keenness. Everything is talking about the Venahapaychul. It's the opposite of how it should be. These beautiful Pirchei Kahuna, they're now jumping off the roof. Everything is the opposite of how it's supposed to be. 
something we don't understand. But it's because we don't understand it, that's what the Rebbe Yavim Snaibishitz was saying, that because we don't understand it, that that is the simon, that is a hashgoche protis nekulvenes. But it still hurts. I want to end and share with you a poem to end this part of Gavaita. Because I'd like to read to you, I've done it different times, there's this amazing Sefer Tzir Kisufim that was put together after the expulsion from Gush Katif. (coughs) Men and women who were there, who lived through that, who wrote poems, some of them were soldiers who had to be part of that. It's an amazing cipher. I know it's very hard to get because I told a couple of chavah they tried to get it. Sir <clears throat> Kisufa. There's actually an old friend of mine who grew up together who is the editor of this. So this is called Toch Emune Am Segula. That's what it's called in the original in Hebrew. In English it's called The Soldiers of Chadaydi. The author is Ayid Elkana Erlich. It's much sweeter in Lashma Kaidish, but I'll read it in English. He stands guard Shabbos Eve at twilight and whispers, Come, let us raise our voices to Hashem in song. Continues and sings a new song to the Master of Strength and Splendor in the Holy Temple. And recalls the events of the past week cloud and fog, fire and smoke. He remembers. A device exploded and took with it life, a woman, a man, the limbs of children. He sings again. Sing for his wonders, make known his salvations. On the roads, stones, petrol bombs, gunfire, in the cities, demonstrations, protests. His throat is choked. He attempts to continue to the last psalm. The eyes are filled. The voice is muted. The song and the praise are silenced. Kamazman, Admasai, how long till when? Eich namshich kach elokai. How will we continue, Hashem? This is a soldier. And like the melody that ebbs and flows on its own and returns, the words strengthen, comfort, and courage. Would you be mortified? Would you be ashamed? Would you be cast down or moaning? Rise up. Rise up. Leave the destruction. Enough have you sat in the valley of weeping. Awaken for your light has come. Awaken. Clothe yourself in splendor. Come in peace and joy and rejoicing. Toch emune am among the faithful of the chosen people. The Pizetzna in Eishkaidah says that just like in Torah there are chukim amishpatim, there are laws that we understand. Mishpatim, there are chukim that we don't understand. He says there's suffering that we understand. We could see how it's a midah, can I get midah something? And there's suffering that we don't understand. And the Rebbe said that the suffering that we're going through, <coughs> when it's senseless and incomprehensible to us, is a chayk. 
<clears throat> the soldier at the end, even though in the beginning it was hard for him to continue singing and his eyes were clouded with the smoke of that week, at the end, at the end, of L'chadai, the kumit si'i mitoycha hafeicha, Ravlach Sheves is oiri, is oiri, uri, lushi, big day sefate. And we're going to be zaycha that there shouldn't be any more, not with Hashkacha, not without Hashkacha. It shouldn't be any more. It should only be boy b'shalom, ateres b'alo, gam b'simcho b'tzahala, toicha muni am sagula, b'gula shen v'amitis. Ve'ikoni yim yovah, yeishiyahu.